You've spent decades perfecting the art of being who you are. Give yourself some grace as you go through the process and the game of maybe trying to be someone else. Maybe it's not going to happen after a one-week retreat. Maybe it's not going to happen after a 30-day challenge. Maybe it's not going to happen after a year. But if we keep chipping away at it and taking those micro steps, taking those, those micro steps, those baby steps, you are moving in the right direction. And the moment will come when you feel close enough to recognize that you're nearly there. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Growing up, I was told that in order to create success in anything, I needed to work hard, hustle, grind, and most importantly, sacrifice. This was the secret to success. Success was only achieved by working extremely hard. And I was also told that once I had success, I would need to fight to keep it, that it would always be a constant struggle to maintain what I have. Basically, if I didn't struggle for it, I wasn't worthy of it. Now, is that something that you've been told too? Well, I want you to know that I took this advice very seriously. And for well over two decades, I made sure to struggle and push and fight to create some level of success. And it was exhausting. Needless to say, I was burned out, tired, and felt anxious more often than I felt good. I was on a constant pursuit to push for success. And I believe as long as I was perpetually busy moving in that direction, I was working towards something meaningful. Except it rarely felt good. And I didn't really feel happy or satisfied, like never. And as a result, disruptive health issues ensued, chronic fatigue, migraines, an autoimmune condition. And it wasn't until I was pretty chronically sick that I knew I needed to do something different. Now, it's interesting that many of us need to experience the dark night of the soul in order to bring about change, right? To bring about a new way of thinking. And for the last five plus years, I've been focusing on experiencing more abundance by releasing a lot of these limiting beliefs that have been lodged in my system and also releasing negative blocks. Now, it has not been seamless. And honestly, there are days where I slip back into my old patterns. But as I continuously work towards clearing out the limiting beliefs, clearing out the negative belief patterns, it has made such a massive difference. Experiencing abundance and relishing and feeling good just for the sake of feeling good has become a huge priority for me because the latter simply isn't worth it anymore. My health, my family, my life is just too important. And that's why I invited Daniel Mangana, who is known as an abundance activator, to come share how to use micro-shifting to live a life in abundance. Now today, Daniel wants to show you how to get there with baby steps. I don't know about you, but that sounds great. In fact, he believes you are more likely to get there if you take one small step at a time. Now there's a reason why when you try to make a giant leap, you fail. It's because it's overwhelming. Your subconscious is not wired to accept change and it will fight back because it wants to see what you're up to. However, 
it will allow you to make small incremental changes like those baby steps that will push your edge, but not your buttons. And this is why micro shifting is so critical. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. It's probably the most powerful way to ensure that you actually achieve creating abundance and that good feeling, right? By taking those little micro steps. Now, I cannot wait to dive into this conversation with Daniel today, but first I want to sing his praises. Daniel Mangana is a public speaker, best-selling author, broadcaster, and coach. He is best known for his highly successful Micro to Millions program, being the author of the international best-selling book, Stepping Beyond Intention, and his Do It With Dan and Beyond Success podcast. He's a completely self-made man and has spent decades perfecting world-class coaching methodology for thousands of people around the world. Now, let's bring him on to the show. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? It's because we burn through the super mineral so quickly. Now, this powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 600 reactions in the body. Now, it is your best friend if you need more energy, better sleep, a faster metabolism, improved digestion, and not to mention happier periods. And you can quickly replenish your magnesium levels with my essentially whole magnesium restore supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Use promo code podcast and get 10% off your entire order at drmarisa.com slash magnesium. Now I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode to make it easy. Go and try it out today. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm going to give you another one. You ready? I did a podcast once and the lady said, I'm so fantastic. It's frightening. I love it. Fantastic. It's 11 p.m. your time. It is 2 p.m. my time, actually 3 p.m. my time. And we are talking about creating abundance, which I, you know, I love to believe we all are looking for that. We're looking for joy. We're looking for abundance. You know, we really gut check what matters most in this world. That's the name of the game for many of us. And some of us are doing it and some of us, unfortunately, aren't experiencing that. So let's uh, let's let the people know some of the things that are going to get us to more of that abundance today. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, mm. what was the like, kind of what was that defining moment for you? What, mm-hmm. Did you wake up? Were you born feeling that abundance or did, did it, was there? <laughs> no, I no. was not. I got successful really, really young. So I, I I had my first success really young. I made my first million when I was 19 years old, promptly lost everything because 19-year-olds shouldn't have that much money without experience as you do. I'll say something that may sound a little bit cliched, but actually there have been key points where my definition of abundance has moved into a new level of experience. One was my son being born. Another one was when I when I realized that I didn't have to work as much in my business and I had loads of time, I was like, oh, I've got time. This is, this is absolutely lovely. And one was then when I had experience when a few friends around me were having really challenging health issues. And I realized I don't really have any health issues. So there's been accumulation of these little points in time that have come together that have given me a very visceral full body experience of what abundance really is. And that for most of us, we're so out of attunement with the existence of these pockets of living abundance that we experience in our lives every day, that we end up not seeing them being attached to the lack of them and then not having any abundance at all. Mm -hmm. 
I love that, that not just, just not being attuned. Can I mm-hmm. just a real personal question? How old is your son? Uh, Ethan is going to be 20 months next week, Monday. He's going to be 20 months old. My son Kingston is going to be 20 months in a couple days. Get out of town. I'm serious. Fabulous. <laughs> they're, the, they're right there. They're right there. They're totally They're there. Sagittariuses. <laughs> He's a Saggy too. Yeah. <laughs> so I love cute. It. I love it. I love it. Love, love the it. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, whoa, just whew, abundance, abundance <laughs> tenfold there. So <laughs> yeah, oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to you. Um, well, thanks. Thank you for sharing kind of like there's been an up leveling, you mm-hmm. know, of like a tuning into that abundance. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, in all the conversations you've been having for many years, you talk particularly because I think when people try to like, you know, really visualize, really try to like imagine themselves living in abundance, as you mentioned, it's really hard to attune to. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it can feel so big. It can mm-hmm. feel so nebulous. It you know, it's it's kind of hard to wrap your hands around, especially if you hadn't grown up with abundance or hadn't been taught about abundance. Um, you were just crabs in a in a bucket. You're just trying mm-hmm. to crawl to the top, trying to survive in your circumstance. And I know for a lot of people, it just feels like that. And mm-hmm. so you talk a lot about micro shifting mm-hmm. because I think when it feels so big, you know, it mm-hmm. can feel like it's so far out there. Like I'm never going to get there. It's never mm-hmm. going to happen for me. It wasn't meant for me. Whatever that mm-hmm. belief system is, I'm guessing that micro shifting, and I, I can't wait for you to explain it, really starts to open the door for that possibility. So micro shifting, the definition became very clear to me at one point. I'm going to give you the definition that we can break it down and we can, you know, play with it. But the definition of micro shifting is a consistent series of baby steps made in the direction of a consciously chosen outcome. And so there's some components there that are quite integral. First and foremost, consistency, right? Consciously chosen outcome, there must be intentionality behind it. And the baby steps portion is also very critical also because it's it's whatever thing, no matter how small, is moving you in the direction of that consciously chosen outcome. It could just be that you researched the thing. It could just be that you opened up the book. It could just be that you got out of bed today and you, you hadn't done the day before. But as long as I'm stacking these actions and doing so in a consistent manner, any action, no matter how small, is going to move me in that direction and get me where I'm going. Hmm. And it's about that consistency. So Definitely. every day being committed, if you've got the intentionality in, mm-hmm. in place, mm-hmm. you are taking those steps. How, yes. do we, how do we know that we're taking the baby steps? How do we know that we're, we're moving incrementally in that right direction? And um, again, you know, this is where the intentionality comes in and that, that conscious relationship to what I'm thinking, doing and feeling, right? So if I've got clarity on what my goal is, I can simply ask myself, is this conversation, is this purchase, is this book, is this podcast, is this whatever, is it moving me towards my goal or away from it? It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Is there a movement, a verifiable movement in the direction of my goal? And if not, then it's probably moving me away because the time and energy that's being extended on this thing is not moving me forwards, then it's moving me in another another direction. So I can just keep tuning in and asking, okay, this conversation that I'm having right now, is it moving me towards my goal? Yes or no? So for example, when we were brought together for the possibility of having this conversation, yes, it was going to be 11 o'clock at night. And yet the question was, does the prospect of this conversation for me personally, uh, as a a sacral human design type, does it feel yummy in my body as a yes, as moving me towards the direction of my goal to serve more people, to have more impact, to bring abundance into the world? Yes. Okay. Let's do the thing. If I Mm -hmm. didn't get that, it'll be 
sorry, it's, it's late at night. I'm not going to do the thing. Or yeah, it could be the person who's been invited to listen to this podcast. Does the description of this podcast meet that of something that's bringing me towards the goal for me to have more abundance in my life? Yes. Okay. Then listen to the thing. And if we just keep asking and being playfully curious in these opportunities and things showing up in our life and ask, is it moving me towards my goal or not? Then how can I not be moving towards my goal? Now, Daniel, does intuition play? I think I, immediately when I was thinking about like just checking into that goal, is this moving me closer and closer? I was mm-hmm. thinking about like just that inquiry of mm-hmm. just checking in and mm-hmm. then and then listening into that intuition if it's a full body yes or not mm-hmm. and like there's there's something there's an intelligence there there's a knowing that we mm-hmm. are moving in one direction or we're not moving in the in that direction and I, mm-hmm. I, I do you find that that be the case for for people you've worked with is like there's an attunement to that in deeper kind of body wisdom that mm-hmm. intuition yes and I've been playing this game of you know conscious creation mindset all of the thing about 22 years I am as young as I look but I've been playing this game for about 22 years and one thing I see time and time again is people calling it intuition when really it's fear, calling it intuition mm. when really it's programming, calling it intuition when really it's what I'd like to happen because I've got this constructed idea in my mind. And so I would say yes and know what intuition is for you and how you relate to your intuition because we have the different clear types. Do you even know what that is? Because there are a lot of people selling you courses on Instagram saying, come and learn your intuition and they don't know what their own thing is or telling you to tap into your intuition the way that they tap into theirs. So yes, and learn to develop a healthy data-driven relationship to your own intuition, which is very possible, and then play with the intuition from that place of knowingness. That's powerful. It's interesting. I hadn't even thought of it from that level because I think so often, especially, you know, the lot of women listening to this, this show and listening to our conversation, you know, we, as women, we've been told not to listen to it at all at times, yeah. you know? And so even, even the cultivating of trying to listen to this, this knowing it's its own practice. And, and mm-hmm. I, I was really curious because as, as you're, as you're checking in, especially when it comes to something as like cultivating abundance of like mm-hmm. knowing if you're going in that right direction. And I love that inquiry. I just know so many of us don't even necessarily always know how to tap into intuition at all. So. Or they do, but they've been told that they don't. And so they don't believe it. Right. And so there's a lack of trust that's been, and, and I think it's sad that, you know, the way that the polarities have been moving energetically through society as a whole for a little while now is that these sacred feminine power pockets have been suffocated a little bit. And I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. So I think there's something to that, especially as we see another rise right now of the the shadow side of the masculine showing up in the world, right? And that shadow seeks to devour anything that might bring in the light. And I believe it's the, the sacred healing feminine that is the antidote to a lot of the things going on right now. And that doesn't mean that it sits in the body of a man or a woman. I'm not talking about gender or assigned gender or anything like that. I'm talking literally about that sacred energy flow, which we all have access to. Obviously, it embodies more naturally within uh, an identified feminine form. But I believe there's so much power and healing available for us as humanity by encouraging and empowering that sacred feminine healing, intuitive, powerful, nurturing growth-centered energy to be given its true role of being the way that we lead and move forward as humanity. Hmm. I 100% agree. 100% agree. You know, there's, there's so much, and especially all of that's cultivating so much fear and so much worry. And we've, you know, we've got so many people concerned with gas prices and recession mm-hmm. and inflation. And there's just, mm-hmm. you can feel there's an energy right now. 
yeah it's crazy because i've just i literally wrapped a cause doing a um a live program that we we're doing the last one now we're not going to be doing it anymore but and one of the, the ladies the lady was asking but i need to be informed and i need to listen to the news and i need to know what's going on and it's like do you well <laughs> and i didn't say it like you know i didn't like outright say girl you need to get off the news i was just like <laughs> but are you being informed and this isn't to to promote ignorance it's to promote an understanding of the fact that there is a way to remain informed that doesn't take you into a into an environment that's designed to program you and a lot of these emotions that we are feeling as humans right now are being programmed to elicit certain emotional responses i remember the time i stopped watching the news in the us was when i realized that there's always a ticker at the bottom and the ticker was never saying anything positive no never that doesn't work that definitely doesn't you, sell if you look at the the pace of it there's a hypnotic trance in the pacing and how many times they play it every 15 minutes and then they have you in these cycles and so you're literally being programmed consistently with this negativity with these points of anxiety, with these points of fear. And then as a, as a society, we're then sitting in this field of, of, of anxiety and fear, and that's informing how we're showing up, the way that we're loving each other or not, the way that we're treating each other, the way that we're relating to our bodies and to our, to our intuition. And it's cutting us off from that and having us a completely different, um, completely different energy frequency. Mm. I want to speak a little bit more into abundance because I know one of that was looking at some of the ways or some of the questions I wanted to ask. And I, I feel like a lot of us, we could, we could use a win. You know, we could use some. <laughs> Give me a win, please. Give me a win. I need a lifeline, please. <laughs> and I know, I know that it, you know, if I'm listening to this, I'm thinking to myself like, Ooh, like how do I, how can I really start cultivating abundance? Like Daniel today would be great. You know what I'm saying? Like today would be amazing. <laughs> and so how do we, mind you, I know it's the baby steps. It's the micro shifts yeah. as well, we'll that are moving we'll, us we'll, in that we'll right direction. We'll bring it back to that one. We'll bring it back yeah. to that. Do I start to cultivate more abundance when I am, when I'm just so fully present in the gratitude or I'm just so fully present in the moment? I want to just taste a little. I want to feel a little of it. Like, exactly. Like that. <laughs> give me, give me some. <laughs> give me, give me, give me one thing. And when you say cultivate, what, what comes to mind when you use the phrase cultivate abundance? Mm, I think, you know, I'm trying to, th- I think what I'm like, like more like feel, like mm-hmm. um, embody. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's really an embodiment. That's what I'm thinking when I say okay. cultivate. Awesome. So there's a there's a line from a Rumi poem that I'm probably going to butcher, but I'm going to try anyway. Seek not love, but seek the barriers to love that exist within us. Mm. Have you heard that? Have you heard that one before? Mm-hmm, I have. And so, one of the craziest memes I ever saw was one that said, "Your mind is going to be blown when you realize that we don't actually create abundance. Abundance is always here. What we do is create blocks to it. It's just there. It's there." Abundance is the natural order of things. If we look at nature, which is what I love to do, we look at nature. Nature doesn't have lack. Nature only has abundance. The only time that nature starts to have the apparition of not being abundant is when humans get involved. And even then, within a short order of time, nature reestablishes a level of abundant homeostasis with everything else. It comes back into a balance that's abundant. So if that's a natural order of things, then what we're really saying is, how can I drop the idea that I'm not abundant? And I have to go and get more abundance. Mm. Not even the blocks, just the lie. Just a lie. Because even the blocks are a lie too. So would abundance be, I feel, I know when the blocks come up, 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I start to, f- I feel them. I know when I'm out of alignment. I know when I'm out of attunement to mm-hmm. that and, and starting to let go. And nature is one of my favorite ways to just get re regrounded. I live right mm-hmm. by the beach. I walk by the, walk to the beach every day, watch the sunset, take my mm-hmm. baby, take Kingston to the beach all the time. And mm-hmm. including today. Um, mm-hmm. And that just recenters. Like all of a sudden I begin, I see, I'm very present in mm-hmm. all the wonderful, all like just life just being so good. Mm. Life just feeling so good, you mm. know, in this moment, you know, just being present, mm-hmm. the swing, the giggles, you know, mm-hmm. like it, life is happening for me. There's mm-hmm. so many people who are like, even the, the, the swings got replaced a month ago. Somebody did that for us. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And mm-hmm. so to make sure that the babies were safe and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, there's people behind the scenes all the time, 24 seven who are working magic. So mm-hmm. we're just, we just can, we can be. And mm-hmm. so it's when I become the most present, when I'm present in the moment, when I just start to like, just take in mm-hmm. what's going on, that I feel that. Um, mm-hmm. But it, you know, the stuff comes up da, 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 and then mm-hmm. the, the, the blocks start to come up. The mm-hmm. old beliefs start to wall back in mm-hmm. you know, until you're able to brush them away. So I just always feel like for me, it's a, it's a constant practice. Here's one thing I, I was interviewing my friends doing a, a thing at the moment where he, he does like quick fire round questions. He's just started to do the thing. And I, I, I said, oh, I want to do it as well. And one of the things he said was around imposter syndrome. And it sounds like it's not related, but just stay with me for a moment. Do you yeah, ever yeah, have yeah. imposter syndrome? I said, yes. Imposter syndrome is going to come up. Limiting beliefs are going to come up. Trying times are going to come up. Challenges are going to come up. We live in a polarity driven universe. We've got two sides to the coin. There's never going to be anyone that feels abundant all the time, just as there's never going to be anyone that's going to be in lack all the time. We're going to flow between the two. The game, I feel, is seeing it for the game that it is and not allowing myself to be emotionally caught in the flow of those things. When I can start to recognize that, oh, my mind's playing the game right now of me not being abundant. How cute. Let me watch it do the thing. The second that I'm present enough to watch that, I'm no longer in the flow of the thing emotionally. And therefore, whatever is coming up no longer has any power over me. Because one of the things, and I love you referred back to being present, is that in the present moment, there are no stories, there are no beliefs, there are no ideas, there's nothing limiting or even expansive. It, It just is. And so the more that I can cultivate consciously bringing myself back to an awareness of what it feels like to be present, the more available I am to the truth that I am abundant. And to the illusion that these stories popping up actually have any power over me beyond that which I give them power over. And so talking about people that want to have that lick, lick thing of abundance right now, whenever you start to find yourself thinking or feeding anything other than abundance, literally stop and ask yourself, even what part of my body is feeling this right now? Um, what color is this? Whose voice is that in my head? The second that I step into inquiry, I become the observer of the things. What Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now talks about becoming the watcher, because I can't be the subject on the object at the same time. And the second that I become the one watching, I step out of the game and I'm no longer subject to what's going on. And if I'm not subject to what's going on in the game, I'm in the natural state that sits beyond the game, which is abundance. Mm. You know, easier said than done, Daniel. Easier said yeah. than done. Easier said I mean, than done. I've I've been practicing being the observer, mm-hmm. you know, for a while now. Um, and you know, I just I cannot tell you how many times I've read the power of now <laughs> trying to get there. <laughs> be the observer, be the observer. Um, yeah. and you know, it is it's it's a practice. I feel mm-hmm. I know I feel in my practice of like being in the what is of abundance, my being more fully present in the moment 
attunes me to it, mm-hmm. then my, my, by trying to be aware of when I pull, when my thoughts and my beliefs and my <laughs> gunk and my imposter syndrome pull me out. <laughs> Does that should we do sense? some, should we, should, we, should we line up some hacks then to help the listeners? <laughs> Always, yeah. all day, every day. First and foremost, it's something as simple as taking three deep breaths. So when I, my brain is going, I'm in my sympathetic nervous system. When I take three deep full breaths with a pause between each breath and out breath, I automatically jump into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is free of the monkey mind. The monkey mind is a, is a sympathetic nervous system response. So all of those unchained, unbridled thoughts of fear, anxiety, doubt, not good enough, unworthy, and so on, they are programs. If I'm out of the sympathetic nervous system, I'm no longer subject to the program. I think it's also important. I think it's helpful that we don't see being the observer as this magical, 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 this magical, this magical, mythical land that's over there, that's occupied by monks and, and holy men. It is simply the moment that I can stop and say, what am I thinking about? Who is doing the thinking? It's it's not this lightning bolt. I'm on the top of the Himalayas with sipping tea or whatever. It's literally just that moment that I'm able to have a delineation between the thinker and the thinking. The second that I'm doing that, I am now. I am present. And at first, as I start to accept that it can be as simple as me just asking that question, it may be flashes of experience. But then as I actually spend more time being conscious of that, it can start to be more of a present experience to the point where when you're not present, it feels weird. When you're not feeling abundant, it feels weird. When I can start to accept that abundance is my natural state and it's the ne- it's the state that does exist in the in the present moment and start to connect the dots between my emotional experience and where I'm at right now, then again, this flow of movement between nows, between sequences and periods of time where I'm experiencing that become more visceral, more real. And then the physical reality follows as a natural byproduct. So this abundant experience cannot be met without first having the abundant internal environment but the abundant internal environment really is just being free of the illusion that it's not abundant and that's available to me every single moment i can stop and be present by simply saying what am i thinking and feeling right now and it doesn't require a, a disempowering trigger for me to do that i can simply say hey you know what am i thinking and feeling right now this is a practice that we give to my guys just set an alarm for two or three times in the day to stop for literally a minute and ask yourself, what am I thinking and what am I feeling right now? And are those thoughts and feelings aligned with how I want to live my life? Are they aligned with abundance? Are they aligned with me being in my purpose and aligned with me being joy? No? Okay, well, what can I do about that right now? Do I need to go into nature? Do I need to do some breathing? Do I need to go and have a glass of wine? Whatever it is that works for me, and then go and do the thing. But it's not a mythical, a magical, mythical land. It is literally that instant, which can be a series of instances that I accept that I'm seeing that there's a difference between the thinking me and the observing me, which is simply the question, what am I thinking and what am I feeling right now? Hmm. I like the idea. And I, I mean, I think this is the, the ultimate pursuit. It really is to just (laughs) let it all, you know, let it go. Let let it all go and not be caught up in the, 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 the rat race of the negative beliefs and the, the social constructs and the micro traumas that are triggering us up being in Mm -hmm. the sympathetic and just being, Mm -hmm. I call it the stress response system, Mm -hmm. just being in that survival mode. Mm -hmm. I spent so much of my life in it. It took a lot of health issues to finally like, you know what, this isn't really serving me. And I think so often we, it's, it's even so unconscious, Daniel, it was so unconscious for me. And I think that this world really rewards us 
for operating there too. And so there's a lot of, a lot of high fives and accolades yep. and you're like, oh, you're hustling. Everyone... Oh, you burn out. That's amazing. Look at you. Go get it, girl. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like fierce hustle, you know, yeah. grit it out, grind ah. it out, you know, like exactly. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. And then you do, and people are like, look at you hustling. And so yeah, to take that moment and to start shedding, like you mm-hmm. said, all of the blocks so that you open the world to this this place of a, it's just abundance. You just have been blocking it. Yeah, I know that for some, you know, there's hopefully in this conversation, there just became just a conscious awareness, boom, of mm-hmm. like, oh. But and then there's the work of the practice of it, you know, of, yeah. of and I like the idea. I always tell people to, you know, four to five times a day, have a little chime on your phone just to breathe, just yeah, to just reset breathe. the system. Mm-hmm. But what I think is so potent is then to even in that moment after you've done the breath mm-hmm. to go into inquiry. Mm. Right then, you know, because it, it, you know, it's interesting. I would, I give these this recommendation, and and I always wonder, you know, is it is it helpful enough? You know, mm. to just breathe yourself out of what you may be tense, you may be, you know, in in a funky state, in a, a stuck state, and you breathe it out, and you didn't even know you were in that stuck state. But mm. then to go in and inquire, like, what are my thoughts? Mm. What am I feeling right now? Is this an alignment with with what I want? That my passion, my love, my fire, relationship, mm-hmm. uh, just living an abundant lifestyle, or like just living in the abundant life, is just so much more potent. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about the practice of this. I feel like it would, it really needs to be relatively frequent for some of us. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to remember that one of the things I have to say, even if we're only 15 years old, we're both grown ups, we've got little humans and all the things. But even if we were only 15 years old, we would have spent 15 years, 15 whole years practicing being the people that we are. So next year, I'm going to be 40, right? 38 right now. My brother in law, like Jamari, next year you're 40, dad. You're ha ha ha. Right. So I've spent. Let's consider that the analytical mind kicked in for me at eight years old. For example, I've spent 30 years practicing being the person I am today. It takes 21 days to build a habit. Isn't it 21, 27 days, whatever it is? 21, yeah. Yeah. Times that by years and add another nine. And that's how long I've practiced. If someone's listening to this and they're in their 40s, they're in their 50s, and just you've spent decades perfecting the art of being who you are. Give yourself some grace as you go through the process and the game of maybe trying to be someone else. Maybe it's not going to happen after a one-week retreat. Maybe it's not going to happen after a 30-day challenge. Maybe it's not going to happen after a year. But if we keep chipping away at it and taking those micro steps, taking those, those, those micro steps, those baby steps, you are moving in the right direction. And the moment will come when you feel close enough to recognize that you're nearly there. Hmm. I'm not there yet. <laughs> and that's okay. I was just thinking, I was like, mm, not there yet. I'm, and that's I'm, okay. I'm practicing. That's for and that's sure. okay. And that's okay. <laughs> and, and, and again, giving ourselves grace is acknowledging that as humans, we're not going to be switched on all the time. We're not going to get it right every day. There's going to be times when we're going to backslide or whatever. And that's part of the game too. There is nobody that's perfect. There's nobody that's got it all worked out. Even the ones that make you look like they've got it because of their Instagram account looks so perfect or whatever the thing is. Everybody's facing something and has a challenge somewhere. And again, that's okay. It's part and parcel of this thing that we call the game of the human experience. Mm, I really, yeah, I so resonate. I know that when people think about abundance, they sometimes what cues in is financial abundance, is prosperity. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that this is a lot of, of, how, of what you're guiding as well, mm-hmm. um, is people, again, living in the awareness that abundance is what we live in, is going to help cue up 
receiving more of that energy mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. How do we translate? I mean, is it, it just, it just is that it will translate into financial abundance or is it that we not take necessarily. inspired action? Because we're limited to the belief systems that we hold right now, right? So if I don't hold the belief system that it carries over, then how can it carry over? And in the work that I do, yes, people might look as, oh, Dan, you just help people make money. Well, that's not the most important thing. No, it's not the most important thing, but it's a measurable thing that we can use to track our ability to do the more important things, right? If I'm saying I'm going to help you be more abundant in your happiness, there's no way for us to track that. But if I say, hey, follow these steps and you're going to have six figures in your business, you're going to have seven figures in your business, you're going to have eight figures in your business, and it works, then you know it works. And the really cool thing is that the divine didn't make a different playbook for creating different forms of abundance. It's one playbook, but we have these ideas in our mind that it's a different playbook. And so even though we are capable of playing the game in our relationships, in our health, in our happiness, in our purpose, if we've got the story that it's a different game when it comes to money, then it's not going to connect. And far too many people have this story that it's different with money. And the money becomes the one thing that stops them fully embodying the rest of it. And that's why I focus on the money, not because it's more important, but because we can track it, we can see where we're going, and then we can take that learned practice skill that we've got a conscious relationship to and apply it to other things as well. Hmm. So it's just, it's really shifting that belief. You're absolutely right. Like someone could feel like they could achieve happiness, but money is definitely elusive. Yeah. And and yet if you've achieved happiness and you've already got the ability to achieve abundance of money also, but it requires you to drop the story that there's something different between the two. Creation just is. Abundance just is. The process of creating abundance just is. But if I'm holding the story that there's something different, I'm holding on to that story that there's a different way to do things. I have to do something extra special. I can't do it unless I'm on the mountains of India. Then how can you expect it to up for you? When you think about all the different areas where people are holding on to, you know, and you've worked with people, is is money one of those things that they're, that have, they're really entrenched in those belief patterns? Yeah. Even the people that have got money. I end up having people in two different camps, right? People have got the money and they don't have the other things, or they've got the other things and don't have the money, right? And and I find that I'm kind of bringing them together to what I call a 360-degree experience, like a 360-degree experience of abundance, recognizing that I don't have to burn out and not have relationships with my families and have an illness in my body, and I don't have to be struggling financially just so I could be happy at home. I can bring them all together, but there's just this weird series of completely unnecessary narratives that sit around this idea of of money and how it relates to our overall experience of abundance. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think so many of us grew up with money. There's a struggle in it that we shouldn't want it, mm-hmm. that there's some inherent evil around it, yep. but that, it's yeah, but that it, it's the root, it's the it root. <laughs> But then also like you, if you don't, if you don't burn out, you're not going to make it, you know? No. And, and so it just, so a lot of, you know, dispelling so many beliefs around money that, that have been passed on and passed on and passed on and mm. passed on through yeah. generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. I've seen people who have it and still have, you know, we can tease apart in different, t- different things around money. Maybe it's savings or maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, you know, you could have a lot of money, but you, you just, you just hold on to it with everything mm-hmm. you've got. And so it's just really fascinating the, the ways in which different belief systems play out with money. I mean, I definitely still have them. I've been working on them. Yeah. I just, it's just fascinating to me to have the, the mind side of seeing you said the one playbook, right? It's the mm-hmm. one playbook and that, mm-hmm. that that money falls into that playbook too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a matter of, so I'm just curious, Daniel, like when, when you're working with some people, 
I can imagine these, these are very tight to hold on to. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just like, you don't take that one, that belief. Like, I got to hold on to this one. I need it. Um, it's my friend. We've been together forever. Ah. Exactly. Like, do you find it's harder to untether some of those with people? No. Or okay. um, I mean, so so this is where my, my signature program, Micro to Millions, really came in because it combines this approach to abundance as an actual state with micro shifting and some other magical source pieces. But one of the key things is that we we just baby step the relationship to money from a, a completely blank slate. So in, in the program, we have people start at zero. So you have to open up a completely new bank account at zero. And we take people step by step from taking the account from zero to 1.6 million and beyond. We give them the roadmap for that in as little as a year. And we have people do that. And they go through this completely revitalized new relationship of step by step with money. So we we go through a particular, it's a 14 step system that we go through. And at each step, we move into a new level of abundance and we we stop and we, we connect to that level of abundance that we've called in. And then we move to the next step and then we pause and then we move to the next step and we pause. And what happens is we build a new momentum that's got a very conscious relationship to our money. And by following that, that roadmap, then we get to the end of it, we realize, oh, hang on a minute. Some people say, oh, I don't even want to be a millionaire. I'm quite happy here. I've paid off my debts or I've done this or whatever. Or I had even this one lady that, you know, she got to like 20,000 and she's like, I don't even think it was that much that she even got to. She's like, you know what? I actually love my life. And I've actually, she developed this really conscious, clear, beautiful relationship. This life that she had. She bought this little boat. She was up in Canada by Victoria Island. It cost her next to nothing to moor her little boat. And she loved to paint. And she was like painting houses and really loved her job of painting houses. She was painting houses. She had a little boat and she was full of joy. I found out recently she just sold her boat and she's off now on another adventure. And she's just doing it because that's what she wants to do. And then I've had people that have got to millions with, you know, a year or two, whatever. And I've got one woman who's in my program. She's very committed to being a billionaire and she's really enjoying the process and having fun playing this game. And we've had people all the way in between that, but they've gone through this process of consciously building a new relationship in these micro shifts. That means that they can see, A, where do they want to be? What do they desire? Where are those stuck states? Where are they coming from? But doing it in this really clean container of baby steps. Mm. Hmm. I love I love the 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 observing of it as the game, you yeah. know, and trying and figuring it out. I love that you break down that it really isn't that challenging to start breaking apart these beliefs and getting and being in that abundant state, just mm-hmm. naturally in the flow of it, and then with the work. You know, with someone someone like yourself guiding the process, beginning to create that financial abundance as well, along mm-hmm. with whatever else of the abundance yeah. that they're looking to create. Of course, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and, and anybody could look at this process, just start afresh. It's really playful to, to think of personifying the relationship to money, right? If money was a person, write a love letter to money. Let money write a love letter back to you. Consider if I was relating to the energy of money as a person, an embodied person, how would I connect with it? And just get into this completely new. You can journal on it. You can you can bring it into your practice of meditation or whatever, but just consider that the possibility exists to have a completely brand new relationship to money that doesn't have a tie to the existing limiting beliefs and you can build it anew and those new beliefs no longer be a part of the story. Mm, powerful. Now, I, I know you have a video that really <laughs> embodies this, right? Yeah, I love yeah. this, which is three ways to be harmonious, a harmonious money magnet. Yeah. So you, you're going to give us some ways to do that. And I think yeah. this really speaks into cultivating a different, you get to create a different relationship with money today. 
Mm-hmm. You get to you get to have a different kind of conversation with money. You get to feel a different way about money. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys get to be best friends. And yeah. I take it this video is really going to help us like start to re-examine, kind of yes. recreate a different relationship. Yeah. It's like a little mini masterclass kind of thing. I think it's about 40 minutes. And I go through those three secrets, just three components. If you just, even if you just dive into one of them, the whole game can change. Play the game of playing all three and watch it go to the stratosphere. Mm, that sounds so powerful. I love it. Well, we're going to have that in the show notes. I highly recommend it. I'm going to go check it out. I was super excited to see to see the video. Because, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds sexy. And I love the idea because, you know, three things, even three things feel pretty easy to implement. But the mm-hmm. fact that you said even just take one of these and, one. and start them, just mm-hmm. that one micro shift, start That's to move it. you in the right direction. Look at you <laughs> quoting the Danism, of your cheeky minks. <laughs> Daniel, it's been so much fun to have you on the show and to just open our world about, you know, you just make it feel like we can start really stepping into this. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful, like probably one of my biggest takeaways is that it's all the same playbook. You mm-hmm. know, we don't have to try to put everything in different, different slots, different categories. It, mm-hmm. We can have all of it is mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. All of it and more. All of it and more. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I don't know about you, but I love the idea that we can take baby steps to experience more abundance and create a life where we feel good more often than not, and that it translates into all areas of our life, including financial prosperity. What I love so much is that Daniel has figured out that in order to measure abundance, we can do it through creating financial prosperity, right? He goes into that and he has a really incredible video that is completely free to us. Three ways to be harmonious, a harmonious money magnet. And what I love about the three ways to become a harmonious money magnet is really it's three ways to just cultivate abundance and attract the right energy to create the prosperity in your world, no matter what it is. So I'm going to have the link to this video. I watched it already. It's really incredible. And he's absolutely right. Just one of the actions that he gives us in this video can just amplify our life in such a big way. So it is worth your time. Go and watch it. It'll be in the show notes for this episode. And as always, thank you so much for listening in to today's Essentially You podcast. The show is about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this, needs a little bit more abundance in their life today, take a moment, screenshot, send it on over via text message or share it on Instagram, right? That way we continue to spread the word about hormone literacy and really just loving your body. Now, if you do share it on social, especially on Instagram, hashtag hormone CEO. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.